welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and you are listening to the Badgers and Friends podcast series from Ike Badgers. That's 12 weeks, 12 episodes, 12 players, 12 tremendous conversations. We're getting right to it. Today we sit down with Adam Crumholtz, receiver, preparing for the draft, but also making a big difference in his community. So we're excited to tell his story. 12 weeks, 12 episodes. Subscribe today. Tell a friend. Let's go. But first, I want to talk about my good friends over at Fairway Mortgage and Team Get It Done. Jimmy Ryan, host of the Get It Done podcast, is leading these conversations with CEOs, with hardworking individuals, essentially people that know how to get it done and who have sweat and persevered in their industry to get to the top. And they want to share their stories with us. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's the Get It Done podcast from Jimmy Ryan and Team Get It Done. And now, Cage, take it away. Adam Crumholtz, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. For those that don't know Adam, he's a veteran Badgers wide receiver. Very versatile. He does a little bit of everything. And we're going to cover his story and more. My name is KJ Eichstead. We're here with Adam Crumholtz, and you are listening to the Ike Badgers podcast. So, Adam, you're from Stoughton, Wisconsin, where you uh, my research said you only played football during your freshman and senior years of high school before choosing uh, to continue on at UW over South Dakota and Memphis also showing interest. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's some good research. Uh, yeah, that's, that's spot on. Yeah, no, I, I have to ask you about that. And obviously some people have, have added on to that research saying, you know, maybe uh, that would obviously impact a recruiting profile, which would make right. sense. Um, could you tell us about those high school football years and, what you remember about it and like how you made the decision to come to UW. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a cool story. So, you know, freshman year, um, our, our varsity team, I, I wasn't on varsity, but our varsity team, you know, wasn't, wasn't doing that great. We would win maybe one or two games, um, a year. So it wasn't really, you know, I love the sport, but it wasn't, you know, um, so enticing, to continue playing football um, because we had such a dominant basketball um, oh. uh, team in Stoughton. We had coach Hockett who, who uh, was, was an amazing coach. And, you know, I, I put my, after my fr- halfway through freshman year, I kind of got hurt and, you know, I was like, maybe this isn't for me. I'm just going to focus on, on basketball and track because, you know, those were the two sports that I really liked. And, uh, so I got hurt halfway through the year and then I ended up stopped playing football, focused on basketball. We ended up, you know, being highly ranked my junior, uh, my junior year in basketball. Um, and then senior year comes around, you know, I did really well in track. I went to state and track my junior year and they just got a new football head coach for Stoughton. And he gives me a call during the summer and he's like, you know, you know, I saw you play basketball and I saw you do track. I think you'd be really good at good at football. And after he called me, he's like, well, 
well, during the call, actually, he's like, I want you to do, you know, a seven on seven in whitewater uh, and see if you like it. And, you know, all my friends, all my friends did, did football and, you know, I still like the sport. So I was like, yeah, you know, I might as well give it a shot. So I go down to whitewater, the seven on seven tournament, and I actually end up, you know, doing really well. This is the first time I've, you know, practiced or done anything football related since freshman year in the whitewater coach uh the d3 coach very for whitewater coach. right so he he actually came up and talked to me asking if i was you know interested in playing in the next level and i was like well dang that was I, was like, <laughs> I was like yeah that's that's fast i did not you know i didn't really expect that and so i was like you know maybe maybe football is a good choice choice for me so i i stuck it out um and, and had a really, really good senior year um, of football. And it was, it was, it was really fun to, that season was really, really fun. So, you know, I'm glad he called me and it worked out. And then, uh, so after the, after my senior year goes by, you know, I'm really focused on basketball and, and, and track. And um, my advisor, I didn't know this, but my advisor, picked me out of class one day and was like, did you know Wisconsin is, is, uh, one of your transcript wanted to see your uh, grades. And that's what they do. They, they ask for your grades and stuff to see that, see if you qualify. And I was like, I was shocked. I was like, yeah, it's a big school. Right. Um, so I was like that, that would be my dream. But, but a lot of people don't know this, but after, my senior year, I created my own, um, highlight tape and I sent it out to every, I emailed every single coach in school you can think of literally spent, you know, and sometimes instead of doing homework, I would spend hours a day sending my highlight tape to, to, to coaches all over the country. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know if it was, yeah, I don't know if it was, uh, they saw it from me or saw it from somewhere, but, um, they did get a hold of my highlight tape and, you know, they ended up, I went to go, I got accepted to a visit and I ended up, um, getting a preferred walk on, uh, that day. So it was, it was pretty, it happened pretty fast, but it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's just super special because the thing you're making me think of is we've heard these stories just in all different shapes and sizes of of just taking a shot, you know, taking a chance, like throwing a shot in the dark and then it ends up paying off. Uh, Right. You know, I mean, even at Ike, like the amount of kids who send us the highlight tapes, the huddle links and all that stuff. And, and, you know, the amount of, uh, outreach that we've done in, in connecting with people ourselves, it's just like, it, it happens in so many ecosystems and like, Yes, maybe some of them don't work out. Maybe some of them do, but but it just goes to show. Like the common theme is just just take a chance, and you never know what might happen. And and kind of like believe in yourself. And and man, when you were saying that, that's really cool because it sounded like, uh, you know, you you basically just you had a dream, and you didn't know if it was going to work, but you you believed in yourself enough where you just decided to hey say hey I'm going to take a chance and like we'll see what happens to this, and then one or two things shake out the right way and. And you end up at playing football at a Big Ten yeah. school. I mean, that's super cool. Really close yeah. to your hometown too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing is is what you said is uh, you know believing in yourself. You know, the, 
with sending out those tapes and and playing that year, you know, the worst thing that could happen is they all just say no, mm-hmm. you know, and you end up, you know, just going to school uh, as a student. But you never know until, you know, you 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 spend the time and you just, you know, like you said, send it. Well, and then just like kind of to add on top of that, like the amount of Badgers who were not going to go to Wisconsin until the last minute. And I'm thinking of guys <laughs> yeah. like, you know, say someone like J.J. Watt, Pizza Boy in Michigan, right. you know, say someone like Joe Schobert, disrespected out of high school, like going walk, gonna to walk on at North Dakota last minute and right. walk on at UW. It, it's just funny, like, how, how these – these like small opportunities and stuff turn into these incredible stories. I would just say to all the people listening, uh, shoot the shot. You know, you never know what might happen. So so how about this, Adam? Uh, Open-ended question. I'm not Mm going to box you in at all with this. Do you have a favorite moment from high school ball? High high school football? High school ball. You know, you you got, you ran track, you ran, you ran basketball. Let's say like maybe your high school football moment too, but but if you have anything else you want to add in there, by all means. Um, I'd say, you know, my favorite, my favorite, uh, my favorite, my favorite moment for Stoughton football was, you know, it was homecoming week and, uh, you know, it was, it was my first home game that I ever played um, for varsity. And we haven't won homecoming in probably like 15, 15 years. We haven't won a homecoming game. And, uh, you know, I took that kind of personal and, um, you know, I, had, I ended up having a great game. I think I had like over a hundred, 170 yards and uh, like three touchdowns and, that was my first, that was actually my first like big game that I had. I think it was the third game of the year. And so I was like, that was kind of the pivotal moment where it's like, okay, I'm actually, I can actually do this. Like I can actually perform pretty well. And we ended up winning that game and um, at home. So that was, that was a big moment for me. It just gave me just more confidence in, in myself. Yeah, I imagine that was like a really just fun weekend, you know, homecoming, all the festivities, and then you right. roll out at the game. You're just like the hero. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been a great time. So how about this? When you when, uh, What was it like when you first got to Madison, and were there any upperclassmen who took you under their wing? Right. So, you know, I was a scrawny 175-pound receiver walk-on Um you know, I had talent, but I was, I was nowhere near <laughs> good, <laughs> uh, compared to, you know, the guys that I, that were there. Um, but the experience, the experience was kind of opening because, you know, you get to a team setting, you're a young guy and you see all these upperclassmen, like, like Vince Beagle, um, TJ Watt, you see Corey Clement, you know, Jazz PV, all those senior upper guys that, you know, that, that you looked up to in high school. And it's, and it's kind of crazy to, to see them in person and, and call them teammates. So you, you just want to like, you just want to get there and prove yourself that, you know, you're meant to be in the same room as them. And um, one of the guys that, you know, taught me a lot was, was Jazz Peavy. He was, 
he had a great, I think it was junior year when we got there and um, he had a great year and he, he was kind of the man. He was, he was the guy that the receiver group looked up to. Uh, he had great routes. He was fast. He was very smart um, and he worked hard. So that was, you know, I, when I got there, I found him and, you know, I was just asking him a ton of questions, listening to him, watching, watching him, how he runs routes, watching him like his, his habits. Cause you know, you're a freshman and you see a guy who's, who's done well and you kind of want to copy what he does um, mm-hmm. in a sense. So that was, that was one of the guys that, you know, I looked up to and um, it was fun to, to experience that with him. Yeah, it's always fun hearing about that because there is like a mentorship aspect and everyone has kind of like different mentors. So it's just kind of cool to hear about. Uh, What do you remember most about your Camp Randall debut? What do all Badger fans need? A great place to watch the game, of course. That's where our good friend Jeff Johns comes in. Jeff is one of the hardest working realtors serving Madison, Milwaukee, and everywhere in between. If you're looking to buy or sell your next home, condo, or investment property, Jeff is the guy to talk to. For a free, no-obligation market review of your home or buyer consultation, you can reach out to him at 262-442-2700. Again, that's 262-442-2700. Jeff Johns of EXP Realty. Tell him we sent you. Brian Butcher, I've worn a lot of apparel throughout my career, and I can tell you this. Iron Jack is the most advanced performance gear I've ever worn. It infuses pure silver into all of its gear throughout a proprietary process called Silver Ion Technology, which kills 99.9% of the bacteria and fungus caused when you sweat. For the lifetime of the gear, no other brand offers this world-class antimicrobial protection, comfort, and performance. Join Iron Jock Nation and get yours at ironjock.com. That's ironjoc.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside. Uh, what do you remember most about your Camp Randall debut? Uh, like for the first game or, or uh, yeah, when I, I think, first got there? Yeah, I think just uh, maybe like your first, you know, I don't really want to put words in your mouth, you know, like your first, uh, let's just say your first game where you maybe suited up or something. Okay. Well, well, the first game, our first, our first game ever, we got to be in a uh, Lambeau field. We weren't suited, but the oh, freshman yeah. got to travel. That was, that was incredible. Uh, just to be on the sideline watching our guys beat LSU. That but, was um, yeah, but my but the next time I, I suited up and played was actually my redshirt freshman year. Um, I was only one of the few guys in my class that got to play, and it was because some of the upper guys uh, got hurt. And so I suited up and played at Illinois my redshirt freshman year as a walk-on receiver, which um, to this day still surprises me that, you know, I touched the field that early, and I was, and I was just super – you know, super nervous, but, but the second, you know, it's so fast paced, your first, first few plays that you ever play, it mm-hmm. is so fast, but, um, you know, the more the game starts going, the more it settles down and I'll always remember that game. Yeah. I think I was talking to someone. It might've been like, uh, I think it might've been Jack Sanborn 
like he was talking about his like first kind of impact play or whatever. And he's like, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was and it just kind of just trying to, to get your feet wet out there. Um, right. How about this? this is kind of a unique question. What's a fun fact about wide receivers that the audience might not know much about? Ooh. Um, fun fact. We, well, our, our group is, is kind of special. You know, I came in with, with, uh, Quintez, Cephas, AJ Taylor, um, Kendrick Pryor, Jack Dunn. So it was, we had, we kind of had a bond going in until, you know, Q graduated then and AJ, AJ graduated, but you know, we had, that's a fun fact. Um, that's kind of tough. Yeah, it is kind of tough. Could be anything, I guess. Yeah. Um, Should we go we back do, to that one? Or yeah, 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 you got something? Yeah, yeah. So we do. We do. We're really hard on each other. Like, like okay. almost like, um, like you know how older brothers and younger brothers give each other crap. Just you know, all the time. Honesty. Yeah, just brutal <laughs> That's honesty. How we are. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a little extra, but we're always you know on each other's backs, but. You know, it's it's coming from a good good place just because we want the best from each other. But yeah, we we treat each other like brothers out there, and it's um, on and off the field. So that's probably one thing. You know, that's actually really cool to hear because um, you know things are changing uh, all around us, and it's like I think that's one of the things that help shape me into who I am today, and like helps shapes a lot shapes a lot of people out there. Just like you know, like the real talk from their their siblings like their their competitors their best friends who they're competing right. against or whoever it is just like like being like you know as close as brothers like you mentioned but also you know not sugarcoating anything and not and not really uh coddling anyone because right. because no one really gets better that way so that's that's right. really cool to hear and it, it, it truly does align with like the wisconsin way of doing things um so how about this uh wisconsin you know, has been producing a lot more talented skill position players, whether yeah. it's the tight ends, whether it's the running backs, the receivers. Um, there's been a lot of wide receiver talent passed through the program. So that being said, what was it like playing alongside a guy like Quintez Cephas and what makes him so special? Yeah, um, a thing like Quintez is that, you know, he had just raw, he was 18 years old and he had raw ability that, you know, it's, it's hard to find. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of insane to think, you know, he had, he was so strong, quick, like very physical. He could jump out the room at 18 and it was just, and he had great hand-eye coordination and it was just like, it was, it was so impressive just because, you know, he was so good at a young age, you know, sometimes Sometimes there's guys that can, you know, jump out the room and are quick, but, you know, they don't have it all put together mm -hmm. until maybe their junior, senior year. And he had it at a young age. So, um, yeah, he was, he was very impressive. Yeah. I mean, like even thinking about the Jared Aberderis's and like all those talented receivers coming through the program, right. I honestly like Quintez is that guy and, and maybe Badger fans out there would disagree with this, but he was that guy who just... I mean, he looked like the best Badgers receiver I've seen in my life. Like, right. And that's like talking about Lee Evans, you know, that's talking about some of these other guys who've gone to the NFL and 
Right. Quintez just always kind of had that special factor, and, and he's very young in his NFL career, so uh, yeah. Jerry's still out. He's got a long way to go. I think he's going to have a bright future, but he just kind of always looked the part, and that was before right. he really was, you know, thinking about going to the next level. So, yeah, uh, yeah, really cool to hear um, kind of like from an inside perspective. How about this? What was it like playing alongside Jonathan Taylor? And, and same thing, like what makes him so special? <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, JT was – was was just different there's a story there's a story when he first got on you know we were in fall camp and uh you know we already had our our running back situation kind of kind of already set going into fall camp and jt was actually going to play uh special teams that year to see you know that's what freshmen usually do is they you know they get accustomed to special teams so they get uh more comfortable on the field and we're in we're in scrimmage and um he gets the ball and he beats four defenders and takes it for 60 yards for a touchdown and we're like who is this kid yeah but but and then he scores again in the in the same scrimmage and then we're like all right maybe maybe this guy can be the guy but we didn't know until you know he started playing in the games but he was his strength is incredible his speed is faster than people actually think like if you see him mm-hmm. in person sprinting it's he's got another gear that no one else on the team had you know it was just it was just um i don't know it's it's a different it's a different level than everyone else and you could definitely tell yeah this is this is all like water into the bridge but it just blows my mind last year how you know he was Running backs naturally are a little disrespected in the draft process, but like, right. you know, maybe you could knock JT and that he didn't, he wasn't the SEC speed, but then he went and ran like a four, three, seven at the combine. So I was like, yeah. there's no reason this guy should not be the number one back. And, uh, and, uh, yes, you know, he, he, he didn't end up being the number one back. And like I said, not like that really matters because he went to a good situation, but you know, after that rookie year, I think I would have taken him number, you know, before some of those right. other guys, but I'm not an NFL GM. And I wasn't really, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe he's got a little favoritism from the Badgers, but you know, watch it. Every teammate could have said, you know, he's the number one back in the draft that, that was practicing along him and working out with him just because we all saw what, how different he was compared to, to the other guys. And um, yeah, we all knew he was fast. Cause we, you know, we would race and we would, we would train in the off season and work on our, on our sprinting and he would, you know, dust everyone. So, uh, and we have some pretty fast guys on our team. So, and I, and I, and I saw this reporter once before the draft saying, you know, he's a slow running back. And I was like, I was like, are you hasn't even watched the film? <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, no. And and then because like before that, it was like the uh, the receiving ability, you know, like, is he going to be able to catch? And then his junior year, he came he came in and just caught all those passes, completely right. alleviating those concerns. So, so, yeah, it was cool to kind of hear a little bit about that. Um, so, Adam, I, I would like to ask this question. What's your favorite part about Big Ten football? Is your business struggling to find new customers? Does your sales team wish they had more quality leads? If so, it's time to talk to Every Door Digital. With Every Door Digital's multi-channel approach, your best prospects will see your marketing message everywhere they turn. 
highly targeted ads in their mailbox, their inbox, or their smartphones, and their favorite social channels, of course. For an affordable source of sales leads, appointments, and new customers, visit everydoordigital.com today. What's your favorite part about Big Ten football? Um, I'd say, you know, the atmosphere and the, and the energy in games, uh, you know, the crowds are, are fantastic. The, the stadiums are insane. And the level of competition is always, you know, consistent with, with being uh, top tier. So, um, you know, coaching is great. The game itself is, is, it's more physical. It's, um, it's more, you know, pound to pound football than you would see in other conferences. So I think the big 10 is, you know, it was really fun to play in. It's almost like, uh, you know, I could be off on this, but it's almost like that conference that has just stayed truest to like the football roots of the game. And, um, right. you know, I know a lot of NFL scouts like it because the the pro style offenses and, and stuff that is run in the conference just kind of helps players become a little more advanced. But uh, right. yeah, you know, that's kind of like a stigma about the big 10. It's, it's, you know, tough, tough, hard nosed football and it's traditional and, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's a consensus top two conference. So, so right. regardless of Absolutely. people, how people want to shake that out, that's uh, that's cool. Um, the Badgers have rostered some really talented defensive players and defensive backs throughout the years. You know, mm-hmm. going all the way from Jim Leonard to guys like Nick Nelson, Caesar Williams, right. Wild Goose, Fan Hicks, right. uh, Body Bag Burrell, as we like to call him. Body Bag Burrell. <laughs> that's, that's the list goes on. So that being said, Adam, who is the best Wisconsin defensive player you've ever gone up against? I, I, I would say like defensive back, but I don't want to limit you. So, so yeah, how about that? Okay. Well, um, you know, not to harp on, you know, this and the other great ones. I mean, the, the ones you named were, are all fantastic, fantastic. Sorry. And they're all very, very good. Um, maybe it was the age difference, but Nick Nelson to me, um, you know, he was, he was insane. He, he was the hardest man to go against. Um, I don't know how we match up nowadays, but, um, he was, he was incredible. You know, Caesar's, Caesar's really good. Fayon's really, really good. Uh, Goose is really good. He's going to have a good uh, career in the NFL. So an EB, he plays safety. So it's, it's a little different because we don't always do one-on-one matchups uh, compared to corners, but yeah, but they're all, they're all extremely good. Nick Nelson though. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I was not yeah. expecting that, but man, he, uh, he tore his ACL and he went pretty high for a reason. So yeah. how about this? Same question, uh, but slightly different. Who's the best defensive player not on the Badgers you've ever played against? Um, shoot. Let me think. Oh, the DN. Oh, easy. I forgot his name. The DN from um, Ohio State last oh, year. You're thinking Chase Young. Yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, that dude, he looked like Megatron, like – yeah. On TV, on TV, he looks big. In person, he looks five times bigger than that. He looks like well, a it's freak. like I remember. I remember going to like the draft rankings, and it was like, okay, Ohio State had Joey Bosa, then they had Nick Bosa, and now they have this this Chase Young guy. I'm like, really? You know, is it, they got another one of these guys. <laughs> right. And I finally see the tape, and I'm like, 
this guy's even scarier than the Bosa. So, <laughs> right. So I know he dominated yeah. Uh, yeah. a really good Badger offensive line. It's not really much any team could do against him. So, so yeah, that, that's that's cool. Uh, I, I like the Megatron comparison as well. Um, can you share with our listeners a favorite memory you have from Madison? Favorite memory. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but it's called, it's a, uh, it's like the block party during the spring. You talking Mifflin? Mifflin. Yeah. Mifflin. Yep. Mifflin's probably by far, you know, some of my favorite memories with the guys just, you know, having fun, seeing all these people on the streets and, you know, hanging out and having a good weekend. Those are probably, you know, I always look forward to that each year. Man, you're making me think of Mifflin too. That <laughs> is a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mifflin, hopefully they bring it back. Um, right. So Adam, we mentioned, uh, you know, I'm not sure when this podcast will release, probably come out a few weeks from now, but okay, uh, you're competing right now. You're training for the pro day. Um, yeah. And can you just tell our listeners, you know, uh, tell us about the pro day, you know, the process and what that entails uh, as you look to, you know, continue this career into the NFL. Right. So it's the process of it's, uh, you know, you were, you, I'm at EFT in, in Chicago or Highland Park near Chicago. And, you know, they put you in a hotel for a total of eight weeks. And um, they partnered with TC Boost that helps with mechanics, with sprinting and um, agility and from 10 to 12 we go to tc boost monday through saturday 10 to 12 we go to tc boost then we drive to eft from 12 to 2 2 30 uh for a lift and that's monday through saturday for eight weeks straight um yeah and it's 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 intense it's uh it's definitely not easy but you know the results are fantastic um at the end of it so um so it's called yeah. eft eft yeah okay. and then tc boost so i've been training with other guys from uh iowa and northwestern um and there's a guy who who uh played rugby and he's actually trying for the nfl he's from marquette yeah, yeah. No, I, I've also been hearing a lot about this um, this Quinn gentleman from Whitewater as well. This lineman. I don't mm-hmm. know if you got, if you've heard of him at all, but I haven't heard of the rugby guy. That's that's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then so it's kind of just like training to get in uh, get in some killer shape, and then right. to test pretty well at pro day, right? Or is there, right. is there more that goes into it? And so yeah, so we do. So TC Boost works on pro agility, um, three cone. 40 yard dash broad jump. So those are all the tests, you know, that we do on pro day. Um, so we're, we're constantly, constantly training for those, those events, just getting faster and stronger and having better technique. And then the workouts, you know, they help with the vertical jump and the bench. And then, uh, we'll have like skill periods two or three times a week, uh, with ex NFL guys. So, um, it's a, it's a good process. Yeah, and it's got to be kind of nice to go through that with some of your teammates too. Um, at least just to to you know talk to them about it because Wisconsin is one of those schools that usually they have multiple people participating in, and you know every year in terms right. of like making that leap. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. 
Uh, how about this? This is a little bit of a different um, topic, but if you were to describe Adam Krumholtz's personal brand, how would you describe it? Um, I'd say fun, outgoing, uh, personal brand, hardworking for sure, um, and you know, friendly. I I get along with a lot of people, and you know, um, outgoing means you know. Uh, you're able to communicate and and enjoy people's company. And, and I definitely do that. So that's definitely um, some of my characteristics. Yeah, that's going to, that's something that, uh, you know, is, is helpful anywhere. Right. And uh, you're an active member of the community and, you know, we know how busy student athletes are, uh, but despite, despite all that, you went, you still went out of your way to, you know, donate time and energy to help those less fortunate. And do you want to take a moment to maybe talk about uh, some of the work you did for the community, you know, what it means to you and, and if people maybe wanted to get involved, uh, you know, maybe if they could help or anything, or do you want to maybe talk, talk, touch on that for a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, during, during the protests and, and riots, uh, not so much riots, but the protests, um, you know, me and my girlfriend, you know, thought there's something more we can do than, um, participate in the protests that were in Madison. And so she had an idea that she, she got from her friends that, um, you know, we would raise money, spread awareness, raise money and create these essential kits that we would go to Costco and target and buy these, these supplies that, you know, people less fortunate than us actually truly needed like, um, Mm -hmm. toilet paper, laundry detergent, dish soap, uh, normal soap, shampoo, toothpaste, toothbrush, stuff like that. And we would assemble them in her, in her basement and hand them out to, uh, this church called Nehemiah, who's in Madison that, uh, helps with, um, people in need, especially in, um, minorities in Madison. So it was just, it was just, it was pretty much all summer long. Um, you know, on weekends during the week when we had, when we had free time, we would go out and, go shopping, make the kits, drop them off at the the church. And then on weekends we would, or every two weeks we would uh, hand, help hand them out um, at the churches on weekends. So, yeah. So, so, you know, it was, we didn't know what we were really doing. Um, yeah. At the moment, but you know, the more we started getting things put together and connecting people and, you know, the Badgers and, and the team actually helped a lot with spreading the word, which was, which is really nice. And we ended up raising like 20, over $20,000, uh, just on GoFundMe. Um, and yeah, and you know, at the moment, you know, you have this idea and you don't really know what to do with it, but you know, the best thing is, is, you know, create a plan and, and actually start doing something with it. And, and that's exactly what we did. And I think, um, you know, I don't think everyone has to do what we did, but I think the best thing people can do is is to gain to gain knowledge and listen and not try to understand other people's issues and you know help out as much as you can. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's pretty much yeah um, the idea. No. Yeah, man, I, I just got to commend you. Um, you know, mad respect for actually doing something. I think that's right. kind of what I view as the situation. Like it's, it's one thing to talk. It's one thing to, to make a post or something, but it's another thing to actually do something. And, you know, 
everyone's so busy. It's hard to always give back, but, but we try and give back in the way of the toy drive. Uh, and what you said is, is a hundred percent relatable to us. Like the first year we did the toy drive in 2019, yeah. we didn't know what the heck we were doing. You know, like, <laughs> right. Like I was like, I was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just trying to collect <laughs> toys for, for these kids in the right, hospital. That's awesome. And uh, I think what you realize just kind of like exactly what you were saying is the more, the more you get into it, like people want to help. They, they right. want to help. Maybe not everyone is the kind of person who will, who will take the first step themselves. Maybe they need to have a hand like reached out. And, mm-hmm. um, and then they want to grab on and get, and get involved. Um, but really it's kind of like anything's better than nothing. Uh, but I would just say to, to, you know, anyone who wants to make a difference, you know, like doing something is always, um, huge, you know, right. like, I think it's one thing that it's so easy for anyone to say anything, but if you're passionate about something, you know, like do something about it. And, and that, that's why, man, you're making a difference to your community. We saw it. And, uh, I, I definitely I was that. happy to, to ask about that. Um, yeah, it's it's good to keep an eye on going forward. So, so last question before we get to the lightning round. Okay. Um, do you keep in touch with any of the Badgers in the NFL? Yeah. So, um, you know, we all have, you know, busy schedules, but you know, there's we always message each other. Um, you know, randomly, let's say someone has a funny post, or we just catch up. Um, but like, uh, like Tyler Tyler Biotish, we just I just Facetime him. The other day he had a wild wild rookie year and so it's always good catching up with him um vi- or uh uh oh andrew van geekel i just messaged him the other day he had like a valentine's uh card that the miami made which was pretty funny and we kind of joked about that but yeah we always you know there's a there's a bond where you know you really do always keep in touch post football, which, which is special, um, especially at our, our level that we play at, you know, some people tend to, to shy away from communicating after, but, you know, we're really, we're a pretty tight group. Um, once you graduate. Yeah. And, and you know, it just kind of stems from, from that question I asked you earlier about the mentorship when you first got to campus and, and like, you know, other conversations I've had with um, some of the players on the team. Uh, common theme is that, you know, there aren't a lot of four and five star recruits coming into Madison. So everyone's got that a little less sense of like, you know, status or a little less sense of pride or whatever you might call it, whether right. you're willing to you know, to, to work with someone and really just make the time at Madison a journey. I was talking with someone how, you know, these programs like Michigan and Texas, you know, there's no shortage of five-star recruits rolling in there. Right. But but the, the, the output of the talent theoretically doesn't match like the input or the output of the production doesn't match the input of the talent. And it's like, maybe some of these five-star recruits, these four-star recruits are kind of looking at these Texas and these Michigan schools as like a pit stop, but really these Wisconsin, you know, not like they're Wisconsin kids, but you know, the, the people that come into the Wisconsin program is they're kind of living in this moment, whether it's, you know, getting acclimated to special teams, getting, you know, registered and getting bulked up on a college weight plan, learning the ropes from someone older so that when they do become these blossomed players, like a Joe Schober or like a Zach Bond or like a Chris Orr or a Quintez or a Jonathan Taylor, you know, they, they still have uh, this humble aspect about them that sees them, earn these endorsement deals, you know, just be cherished members of the community. It's truly like a special, uh, a special program, I would call it. That's, so that's really cool. Yeah. So I think, um, 
you know, what you were talking about is Wisconsin is one of the best colleges that develop guys into their junior and senior year. So the second you step foot on camp uh, or on campus, you know, they, they start developing you. They, they get you right in the weight room. They mentor you. They, they teach you football, football. They, they actually sit down and, you know, to play at UW, you have to, you have to really know football and um, they do a great job coaching. And a lot of the guys that, the, the reason why it works so well is because a lot of the guys that come in aren't, you know, five-star recruits that have huge egos that don't really yeah. want to listen to coaches. And, and we, we, as a, we, as a team, you know, we look up to, to the seniors and our leaders on the team. And those guys always started, usually always started at the bottom and worked their way up and listened and were coached and worked hard. And like, that is the, the status that we want to carry. Right. And that's why we're so, you know, consistently successful is because our best players are usually our juniors and seniors that, you know, have been through the ropes and are teaching the young guys, you know, what they, what they were taught when they were freshmen. So it's, it's a continuous circle, um, of developing great talents. Um, and you know, it's, it's, 100% 100% the the coaches in the university and the in the um the attitude that keeps carrying through years to years. Yeah, I just want to add this in there uh Adam, do you have any, you know, words of advice for any, you know, just recruits out there who are considering Madison, whether they are like, you know, a, like a walk-on who no one knows anything about or whether they're a five-star recruit who's thinking you know, I, I might want to go to a Bama or an Ohio State or a Florida, but but this Madison is intriguing to me. Like, what would you say to those kids out there? So I'd say um, definitely, like, as a walk-on, I was treated the same as a scholarship guy. Um, that was always something that that I really loved about UW. You know, you're when you're a freshman there, you're a freshman. And, um, you know, everyone starts at the same level, and it's – and uh, that's that's pretty unique because a lot of programs don't really treat their walk-ons uh, that way. But also, you know, when you when you graduate or when you're done playing for UW, you usually have an NFL-like mindset where you know you're disciplined, you know the ins and outs of football, and a lot of we teach at UW is from the NFL. We have NFL coaches, and we mm-hmm. also our, our playbook is very similar to, to the NFL. So you, so you see um, glimpse in our offense and defense that, you know, are replicated from the NFL. And, um, you know, if you want to be developed as the best player you can be, there's, there's plenty of evidence to support that, um, you know, if you do it the right way, you know, you always, you know, see the potential in yourself or, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the potential will be realized if you come to Madison, put in the hard work, put in the time, just a great place to develop. So so how about this? Now we're going to do the lightning round where I just ask you a bunch of quick hitter questions. And all I ask is that you keep the answers to one or two sentences max. Sound good? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All righty. First one. What's your go to meal lately? Ooh. Uh, it's breakfast. It's it's uh, bacon, eggs and hash browns. Okay. You use hot sauce on there? Sometimes when I'm <laughs> I'm in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, 
Um, how about this? Who's a musical artist you've been listening to a lot this year? Drake. Love Drake it. needs to, Drake needs to come out with a new album. I'm excited for it, but certified lover boy, drop that. Right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. We saw him on the Scorpion tour and also the Views tour. That was a good time. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify. I, I've about, had spot. I've had Spotify since eighth grade. So I yeah yeah I've, I've kind of been like stuck to it. 2013. So just right. It's been a while. It kind of flies by. Um, <laughs> yeah. What about a good book you've read? Um, good book. Probably Harry Potter was the mm-hmm. last good book I I've read. Okay. Besides besides you know textbooks, but they're you know they're not they're not that great. To not read, the same. Not yeah, the same. not the same. Uh, favorite class you've ever taken? Um, probably psychology. Just. You know, it's it's interesting to to see the reasons why people act certain ways. What's the next place you want to visit? New Zealand. Okay, I heard it's I heard it's beautiful there. Yeah, yeah, I've heard they have every single type of climate there, so that's kind of cool yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite sport outside of football? Basketball. And we touched on this earlier, but uh, if you could start or pursue any charity, what would it be? Um, you know, I'd probably try to grow the essential kits that, you know, we started in, in Madison. Um, I think I think it has potential of becoming, you know, something that's really that could really expand uh, just because of the outcome it it uh or the outcome it sorry how much it can expand just since like we only did it for a few months and raised that much money and it was and it was so helpful that i think it can expand um quite a bit yeah i mean uh just speaking from my own experience like year two of the toy drive was just that much better than year one just because you you actually have like some idea of what you're doing, right. you know, and then that <laughs> right. so great. Yeah. And we, we always like to wrap up our show this way. How's the family and how is Adam Krumholtz the person doing? I'm doing, you know, I'm doing good. I'm kind of sick of it's, it's week eight of being at a hotel um, during COVID, like during, you know, COVID rules. So it's tough, but I'm having a great time working out and the family's family's doing really well i'm excited to get to see him when i get back to madison nice that is great to hear so that wraps things up for today we want to thank adam for coming on the show adam any final thoughts uh no thank you so much for having me it was it was really fun talking with you guys yeah, no, thanks for thanks for coming on. And, and we want to thank you for listening, Badgers fans. If you enjoyed this episode, want to help support the show, easiest way to do that is just tell a friend, uh, tell another Badger fan, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. All that stuff goes a long way, and, you know, we really appreciate it. And if you're on Twitter, that's a great way to connect with us as well and other Badger fans. You can find us at Ike underscore Badgers, where we post analysis, highlights scores and more and we try and keep it pure sports without the politics uh adam do you want to tell everyone where the listeners where the easiest place they can get in touch with you is um instagram uh at crumbs dream with the with a z
All righty. You heard it there. And lastly, if you're an athlete or business and want to talk branding, send us an email at welcome to Ike at gmail.com. A lot of exciting things to come. My name is KJ Ike said, and this has been another great episode of the Ike Badgers podcast with Adam Krumholtz. So until next time, Badgers fans, we're out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. The Badgers and Friends series, we're excited that you're here and we thank you again for listening. If you want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we can continue to give great value to you. Badgers fans, more great episodes on the way. Until next time, on Wisconsin. Yeah.